Welcome to the Ben and Walker Movie Show. I'm your host, Ben Davis, and your co-host, Walker Holt, is joining me, and we're excited to have a conversation with you about one of our favorite things in the world, movies. This is our weekly show where we break down movie news that interest us, talk about some things we are watching, and have some fun with rankings and games at the end. If this is your first time hearing about us, welcome. And be sure to smash that subscribe button. So you can stay up to date with all the latest content that we have for you guys. And be sure to leave a like because that really, really helps us out a, a great deal. And we would really appreciate it. Um, Walker, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's 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 a rainy weekend in Wilmington. I, uh, I've gotten like obsessed with golf recently. It's it's I'm not any. I'm really bad. Uh, I really didn't play much. I got married in April at a golf course and uh just it was a nice golf course and I wanted to play it with my groomsmen. So we, uh, you know, I, I just was p- planning on trying to like practice beforehand and never did it. And I was terrible on the day of. And since then, I've just got like the bug and I can't stop playing. I uh, so I played a little bit on Saturday morning, had fun to play terribly, came home frustrated. And I started I found this guy on Facebook that will uh, if you submit a video of your recording to him, he'll uh, like kind of break it down and put lines on it and things like that and give you pointers. And it's this private group. It's like invite only, or you have to like request to be in it, or you have to be invited yeah. to it. And I, uh, I got into it and I posted it and the dude was so helpful. Well, I think he was, I, I'm not better yet, but I think he, it, what he said made a lot of sense. And, uh, listen, Walker, and I can like, give you the best advice I've ever heard. And that is that balls bags are packed. It's you're <laughs> sending them to the airport, send them home, yeah. send them home. <laughs> Uh, but when I posted it on this group, he was really helpful and everything. And it was this private group. I felt really good about it. And then someone was like, oh, I saw you on uh, Facebook post your golf swing. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah. And like five people have been like, hey, I saw you post your golf. It's like, oh, my God, it's public. Uh, I was like, this is so <laughs> terrible swing is like on Facebook for everyone to see. My whole family's liking it. I like <laughs> awful in it. I wrote down like beginner golfer haven't broken 110. I mean, I'm just it's like God. Everyone's like, no, it's cool. I'm like, oh, I, I hate it. But other Listen, than that, it's I can be good. your caddy. Uh, I I'm the biggest hype man in the world. But let me tell you, I cannot golf for anything. Yeah. I, I can't. I struggle to hit the ball. I I am a an athletic dude. All right, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. I can't, there's something about my, my drive. Whenever I swing, I'm instantly looking up and my club is pulling up as I'm looking up to see where the ball is going. It's an impossible problem. It is. And that's why it's so addicting. And that's why it hooks a lot of guys in their late (laughs) twenties into their thirties and forties, because it is an impossible game that pretty much anyone can do. It's a fun getaway. Yeah. It's fun to be outside and to challenge yourself. And, get, and you get a lifelong. Yeah. I mean, you can play. I mean, hopefully, you know, you can play it for years. You can play it in a, to yeah. older age. And I think that's a cool thing, like a lifelong challenge. But uh, right now it's a it's it's a challenge just to stay sane because it's driving me nuts. I wanted to go see Equalizer 3 this week and I didn't have a chance to see any move in 
any theater movies because I didn't get the chance to finish. I wanted to rewatch one and two before I saw three and I never haven't finished it. Yeah, I'm going to wait and watch all three at home because at this point I haven't seen one. I haven't seen two. I haven't seen. Obviously, I haven't seen three. I I like I like one. Um, I hear they're like Diet Coke John Wick. (laughs) Yeah, it's like off brand. John. It's not too off brand. I mean, obviously, you got Denzel running the show. It's It's not Denzel. It's hard to call Denzel off brand, but it's not John Wick. He's the greatest actor in Hollywood right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it Daniel Day Lewis is retired. Jack Nicholson is, is is retired. It's Denzel Washington. It uh is the actor. it's a good movie. I mean, it's a good action movie. Probably a good plane movie. It's worth seeing, but but I, I didn't have a chance to see it yet. How about you? How's your weekend been? Pretty good. Pretty good. I, I have been um, restructuring my deck, which is has been fun. Um, a lot of screwing around, if you know what I mean. Uh, on my on my deck. So uh, other ben than the that, builder. It, Ben the builder. Yeah, that sounds like a Game of Thrones character, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Instead of uh, Bob the builder, you got Ben the builder. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's been going pretty good. Um, got most of it done. Still have a couple little things to do. But other than that, my weekend is is pretty much been just that. I haven't really done much of anything else. Uh, my fantasy teams, I have lost both uh, in both leagues. But uh, at the same time, I'm kind of optimistic about that because I know on my who's on my bench that can produce and who's in my starting lineup that just is not going to be as consistent, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, I mean... I'll be one and one going into week three. So that's not a it's, horrible place to be. You can rebound. Yeah, it's week two. I already forgot to set my lineup this week. So that's where I am. It's, it. I, I don't think it would have been much different, but I've already I'm already out. See, I get hyper fixated on it. So like I'm I'm already on the waiver wire right now looking at, OK, here's who I can add in week three to improve my lineup. I'm that kind of player. Yeah, my, mine's turned into just a, a way to stay connected with folks from back home. I, I've, I've, I'm not, I'm, I'm you pretty don't useless care. in there. Uh, yeah, out. I guess I don't care, but I also, I mean, I, I'm not saying, I, I, if I can think of it, I'll, I'll give it, I'll try, but it, it get, does not tend to stay on my mind. I, I just get oddly competitive about it mm-hmm. for no reason. Like, it's not like I can control these players. These players only do what they can do. I just have to set the lineup. It's really a gambling game, but I'm really hyper competitive about it for no reason. No. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a fun way, like you said, to keep in contact with, with friends. And that that's primarily the reason that I, I have it, but also because I love football. I love what, uh, keeping track of football. Who's doing really well. Who's not introducing me to players that, are on teams that I normally wouldn't follow uh, being yeah. a Panthers and a Packers fan. So that's why I enjoy fantasy football. No, I get it. Yeah. It's a definitely an exciting time here. Absolutely. Um, but let's, let's dive into some news Walker. No. Um, news this week has, has been kind of slow for movies. Um, yeah. There's a couple things uh, regarding the strikes that honestly, like it, it's the strikes. 
and that's why there there's not as much news going on right now. Everything in, in the industry is kind of at a halt. Um, but the Lando series is now a movie. Uh, this coming from Variety. Uh, they broke the news. News broke in July that Donald Glover and Stephen Glover had been tapped by Disney and Lucasfilm to replace Justin Simeon as the writer of the new Lando uh, television series on Disney+. Plus. But not so fast. The project is actually being developed as a Lando movie, Lucasfilm confirmed to Variety. Glover debuted as young Hong Solo, or not young Hong Solo, young Lando Carizian in 2017's Star Wars Temple Solo, which was a notable box office disappointment for Disney and Lucasfilm. Uh, so I'm generally of the opinion that I, I prefer movies to TV, but I do mm-hmm. think the idea of, of doing like an anthology type of series following Lando, that would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We haven't seen him really at all in Star Wars in the Star Wars universe outside of Empire, Jedi, little we saw of him in Rise and Solo. There's countless of adventures you can create for him and do like one-off episodes chronicling his adventures. But as I said, I prefer uh movies to TV. And I I think the idea of Donald Glover getting to use his uh, creativity to create an adventure surrounding Lando for this big screen. It really gets me excited. I like that idea because as much as I love star Wars on TV, we'll get to a little bit of, uh, of that later. I, I prefer it on the big screen. I just love movies. This is a movie podcast. We primarily talk about movies. I prefer movies. I, I can see it working with Donald Glover behind the, the writing and behind the the, uh, the character who he completely nailed in Solo. I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, the whole the whole concept, I'm pretty mixed. On, I'm happy about it. I'm, I'm excited about it. It'll be it'll be awesome. But I I, I love television shows. I, I love I feel like we are in the golden age. Of, I mean, obviously, I'm a movie guy, but I I. TV shows are great. I think they they allow like a, a a deep dive into characters that's tough to get in two hours. Um, some if it's done right, sometimes it's not done right. Sometimes it's a waste of time, and you should have made it a movie instead of a show. But if it's done right, you know you can just get into depths that are difficult to get into in a movie. Sometimes like just arcs of characters and things like that. Like it, when you have ten hours of content versus two. Again, if it's done right, the issue is, I think Star Wars has done series significantly better than the MCU has. I think the MCU series, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a little cold on the MCU in general right now, but the, um, I think the star Wars series for the most part, I don't love them all. Um, but Mando and or I, I love both those and Ahsoka. I'm loving that. Um, that being said, I am like itching for a Star Wars movie. I want Star Wars films. It's been it and been I don't since 2019, man. Yeah, I, I really want a Star Wars movie. I mean, it uh and 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 they keep teasing us with announcements and then pullbacks and changing things up and everything like that. And it and it's and it, it can be kind of frustrating. So I am excited about it. And you know, the Donald Glover, I, I think Donald Glover is one of the most talented humans right now. 
I think yeah. I think what he's done in with his music career, what he did in community, his work on Atlanta. I think it's all. I mean, I think he's very talented. I mean, I, I love watching him. And I I have the utmost trust in him, and I also agree that he nailed the character Lando in, in Solo. I I don't. I'm not sure. How, do you know much about his like Star Wars? passion like is he like a star wars guy or or is that kind of unknown right now i don't know but considering mm. his performance in solo i think he's pretty passionate about it uh, he was one of the better parts of solo which is a movie that i really enjoy i think it's a fun adventure summer blockbuster and i thought he was terrific in it and it left me wanting more of his interpretation of the character um, oh. and again he's a character that is a lovable and it's clear that he has a history. You can do so much with this character and not have to worry about, well, does it connect to this or does it connect to that? You don't really have yeah. to worry about it. You can yeah. do your own little adventure set in the star Wars universe while still maintaining that star Wars spirit and that star Wars genre. Because to me, star Wars is a genre unto itself because it's a melting pot of genres it is not one thing it is a an amalgamation of a bunch of things and as long as you adhere to that yeah i i think donald glover can absolutely crush that and i think he will um he's I, right he's he generally i feel like he's a, he's just a, a person who gets it and not just star wars but gets what he's doing. He, he just knows what people want to see. He knows he's creative. He's, he's uh smart and he's talented. I mean, I think he, I think I, I have trust in him. He's never let me down so far. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to it, but guys let us know in the comment section down below. Are you looking forward to Lando? Is this something you're interested in? Would you rather it be a TV series? Are you okay with it being a movie? Uh, comment in the comment section down below let us know whether it's on youtube whether it's on spotify or apple podcast let us know uh, moving on to our next topic brightburn sequel is officially in development uh the duo behind brightburn uh producer the h collective are launching h3 entertainment a company they say will look to integrate the metaverse web3 and ai into slate of films uh the H Collective projects uh, to date have included 2019 horror movie Brightburn starring Elizabeth Banks, which produced by James Gunn and which was picked up by Screen Gems. The Part You Lose uh, starring Aaron Paul, produced by Mark Johnson. Um, hmm. Are you familiar with the first Brightburn movie? You know, <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Honestly, I've never even heard of it. It's crazy when you said it earlier. I, uh, but I, I did. I looked it up and uh, saw the trailer for the first one. Um, I tried to do it blindly and not like look at reviews and not look at how it was like received, just to see like what I thought yeah. about the first movie and everything. And it looked cool. I mean, it looked intense and it looked creative. Um, I think the concept's cool of like this alternate. I mean, I, it, I guess it's it's like an alternate Superman kind of thing. Is that is that the idea? Because it, it what I read about it was like there's also kind versions of, of Wonder Woman and Aquaman that like alternate like m militia or like nuisance heroes coming Evil in that don't versions. use their power. Yeah. So I 
um, I used to write for a uh, a website called sethpop.com. This is one of my first reviews ever uh, <laughs> that, I, that I ever wrote. It was for Brightburn. Right. And I'm pretty sure I gave it a D. Uh-huh. And I was really disappointed in the film, man. I was so excited. It was produced by James Gunn. It looked like it was supposed to be this, like, this mock mocking take of, of man of steel. I was really excited for it. Right. But it just, it let me down. It had a great premise, but I, I never really felt like it really lived up to it outside of a few like really cool moments. There's this moment in the film where this woman has a piece of glass in her eye and is having trouble seeing. Um, I thought that that was a great moment. Um, but I, I wasn't outside of a couple moments. It didn't really live up to what I, I wanted it to be. Um, it just, it felt flat and then it didn't really land for me. So I'm, I'm not really into this, to be honest. I, I, I don't like the idea of, Oh, well, this movie isn't necessary because in the reality, no movie ever made is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I generally have no interest and a sequel to what I think was a very disappointing movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks that, I mean, I obviously after I looked at the trailer and made my, and took my first impressions, I did read into it and realize that it was poorly received once it was out, but it, it, it did look cool. It looked like a cool idea. And, and you know, the gun family being attached to it felt like mm-hmm. a cool, like it felt like the people I'd want attached to it. If I, if, yeah. if someone were to do it, um, I did read. I mean, you you mentioned the AI and the 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 metaverse. That's interesting with the strike going on. Everything they say. Right. I, I read on on Screen Rant or something that they said uh, they were gonna respectfully use these things. Uh, I don't even. I don't know what that means. I, I don't either. I, I don't. I mean, listen. A lot of that stuff, like Chat GPT and stuff like that, it's not great when you use it. Like it's a good like template to use to write something and then edit it down using your own words and, and imagination and stuff like that. But like it doesn't. I don't really understand it. much of it. it. It's I mean, it feels like I'm missing out by not understanding it. Uh, but anyway. My wife knows a lot more about it than I do. I'll, I'll eventually at some point have to sit down and pick her brain about it. So you don't recommend me catch up on it? Not on on the first bright burn, yeah, yeah. no, no I, I wouldn't recommend. I can't it. believe I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's it was a pretty sensational trailer when it dropped. Hmm. I remember seeing it when it dropped, and I I thought to myself, "Oh my god, this is going to be freaking awesome!" And then I, I I saw it, and I was like, "No, it wasn't. The idea was better it's than the the execution." Um, but comment in in the comment section down below, guys. Let us know what your thoughts on are or excuse me what your thoughts on brightburn and its sequel are um are you excited for it are you not let us know down below um next up we got everyone hates the pool man which is the chris uh pine movie (laughs) uh this is just getting shredded all over internet so the pool man premiered at tiff which is Toronto International Film Festival. It's the directorial debut of Chris Pine, an actor I think is wonderful. Um, but it looks like 
this is not a winner. Um, and this is a, a, a sort of review, uh, like catch up on the movie written by Sean O'Connell, friend of the show, Sean O'Connell. He's been on three times. Uh, he wrote this uh, on paper. Pull man sounds like a win. Chris Pine stills the best Chris, in my opinion, uh, or excuse me, Chris Pine, still the best Chris in my book steps behind the camera for the first time to direct a story. That's one part, big Lebowski and one part Chinatown stop right there. I'm in. Then you learn that Pine's original film, pull man follows a character that he created while riffing on ideas with wonder woman, 1984 director, Patty Jenkins, and will act as a Pine's love letter to Los Angeles and all the delightful weirdos who hail from Southern California and grew up in and around the Hollywood industry. Again, sounds perfect. But Pole Man was my most anticipated film of Tiff. But man, did it disappoint and have me questioning, questioning whether Pine should be trusted with another original idea on film again. Like... It's a, it's a bummer. Sean, Sean is a guy that I, I really trust. I, I always appreciate his opinions, whether I agree or disagree, but that is rough. Yeah, I you know, I read Sean's thoughts on it and 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 it's a bummer. I mean I, I, I also read that um you know it was kind of Chinatown meets Lebowski, maybe even meets uh Burn after reading some of these satirical type mm-hmm. pieces, and I was like I mean, that sounds great. And Chris yeah. Pine, I love Chris Pine. Also, I mean, it's a bummer because I love, I like Chris Pine a lot, and I also love seeing actors make their directorial debut. I mean, we've had so many success stories from you know Bradley Cooper, Ben Affleck, Ben Stiller. I mean, there's there's countless that that are have become staples in the directorial space. I mean, it sucks. I mean, I hear I hear it sounds like a lot of people walked out during the festival or on the in the movie and didn't even <laughs> DNF'd it. Um, <laughs> The uh, I mean, it's about I guess it's about a pool a pool cleaner that that discovers one of the greatest uh, water heists in Los Angeles history. It's pretty and much the, a riff off, a, a rip off of of Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bummer. I mean, and it it is it is unanimously not hated. Liked. Yeah, I mean, Listen, I, my I Instagram you- blew up the other day about it. I will tell you the fact that people are like absolutely hating this movie makes me like one thousand percent more curious to watch it. Oh, I know it's almost like they should they should. Well, it hasn't been picked up for distribution. It probably won't, but like I, I hope it is so I can like watch it. You know, like yeah. I want to. I really want to see this movie now. I want to see how bad it is. Is it like? the room level bad where it's like bad, but enjoyable with a group of people. Or is it like bad, bad where it's like not even watching this with a group of people is enjoyable. Like me with the first and second twilight films, like Mm -hmm. are they just that bad? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of what the movie was last year that got, got just, pretty torn apart and i was like well i mean now i gotta see it and i actually didn't i liked it um 
it was the maybe it was Olivia Wilde movie. Speaking of actors and directing, the um, the one with Harry Styles and uh, Don't Worry Darling. Yeah, I like Don't Worry Darling, but but it, it did not. It felt like not a lot of people me. didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, not, not uh, for me. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I, Another I Chris it, Pine it, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I, I mean, I, I guess you're right. It probably won't get picked up for distribution. I mean, it's a shame to hear it, but. Yeah, it's a shame because I I love Chris Chris Pine. Um, I I'm someone who like when it comes to the battle of the Chris's, it I love all the Chris's. I think they're they're wonderful. Oh, they're all wonderful in their own right. I think, quite honestly, the most talented of all of them is probably Chris Hemsworth when he's given the opportunity. Um, even though I I I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt. Yeah, they're um, all pretty good. They're all they're all great. Chris Evans, Chris Pine, Chris, they're all wonderful. I hate playing that game of who's the better Chris because it's like, eh, can I just have all four? We have all four, so like, I, I like all four. <laughs> Let um, us know below which which Chris is best. We all know it's Pratt, but you know, comment <laughs> down below. Let us know um, which Chris is the best. But let's get into some trailers. Yeah, man, let's get into some trailers. What have you? What trailers um, have you seen this week? So, Killers of the Flower Moon released their second, their 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 latest trailer. It releases October twentieth, starring Robert, uh, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons, and Lily Gladstone. It's directed by Old Marty. It's based on the two thousand seventeen book of the same name. Premises in the nineteen twenties, members of the Osage Native American tribe of Osage County, Oklahoma, are murdered after oil is found on their land. And the FBI decides to investigate. This movie looks so damn good to me. It looks awesome. I can't. I mean, it looks intense. I mean, honestly, I bet I'm, I'm nervous. I, I bet a lot of it's hard to watch, though. I bet I bet I could see it being a bit extreme for some audiences. Uh, I, 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 the trailer doesn't necessarily give me that vibe, but I just the the subject matter does. Um, I'm stoked. I mean, I, I am pumped to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm really freaking excited to to watch this movie. I I like we'll be we'll, we'll be talking about it more later on, I'm sure. Um I I I'm glad it's getting a theatrical release. I'm glad so Apple yeah. Apple we talked last week about Apple putting out good products lately and they're starting to like earn my trust in the in the in the streamings or whatever in the content they're putting out but i'm, I'm glad it's getting the theatrical release because i definitely want to see it on the big screen yeah uh, I, I do too um to me the the standout of this trailer in particular was that one shot of leo looking down in the basement mm-hmm. this movie's going to be a powerful film it, it's going to be powerful marty and and and, and leonardo dicaprio they don't miss together i mean leo is just a pro rarely miss separately but especially together they don't miss it's it's constant win after win after win i'm i'm yeah i mean i'm very very excited for for this movie and then the the I i don't know what the what that song is they play in both the trailers but it's like the people chanting yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna have a, a Killian Leo battle. I mean, that's a little early to say, but uh, I, I, 
I think. I mean, I mean, I think he looks awesome in this trailer. Yeah. I think he looks. I think he looks like he is crushing it. And Robert De Niro too. I, I am. I am. I haven't been. I'm very excited for this man. I love Robert De Niro. He looks. My father-in-law looks an awful lot like him, but acts like Steve Martin. So it's oh, that's a good combo. <laughs> yeah, father-in-law is pretty pretty wonderful person. So it, it uh, yeah, anything with Robert De Niro, I'm 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 already sold on because because of that reason. You know they've released a couple posters for it too, and I and and some of them have gotten some hate. I kind of dig them. I think they're kind of nineties esque. I think they make me. I they remind me of like a Time to Kill or like you know like yep. the, these with the big. I think they're they're pretty cool, especially them. seeing it in the theater. I talked about this. I might have talked about this last week. I love just perusing the movie posters at the theater. It just takes me back to a a, a, a simpler time mm-hmm. where you go to the theater to learn about, watch trailers for the first time, see posters, see what's coming new, I and mean, learning. That's about. where I'll never forget the first time I heard of Pirates of the Caribbean was at a movie theater. I walked into Regal. Was it the Regal Six back in Wilson back in the day? Yeah, behind Taco Bell, Re- the Regal Seven, I think. Yeah. It was Regal Seven. Yeah, I walked mm-hmm. in there, and as soon as I walked in there, to my right was a poster of Pirates of the Caribbean, and it was a skull, like a skeleton driving a ship. And I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, that looks so cool." Yeah, nothing better with the light bulbs all around the poster. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, I love it. Uh, Aquaman Two: The Lost Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out December 20th. Uh, here's the premise, according to me. Basically, Aquaman has to team up with his half-brother, Patrick Wilson, to protect the kingdom from Black Manta while Boba Fett babysits the baby. Um, <laughs> I This this DCU, DCEU stuff, it feels... I don't know. It feels like a stillbirth. Like, it feels like, let's just get it over with. Can we just move on to the next steps of this thing? I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not overly pumped for this movie how about you okay okay um <laughs> so i love the first aquaman more than the the most people it was it was in my top 10 the year it came out in 2018 mm-hmm. and it was like number nine mm-hmm. uh, to me when you boil it down the first aquaman it, it really is an an ode to swashbuckling adventure films like raiders raiders of the lost ark Romancing the Stone and Conan the Barbarian. Not saying it's as good as those, but it's an ode to them, and it captured that same essence, mm-hmm. that same feel to those. It's goofy, it's fun, it's cheesy, it's over the top. It's got breathtaking visual effects and action, and it's really just a good old fashioned fun time at the movies. Uh, but to me, what makes the first Aquaman stand out from the rest uh, uh, is is its message of diversity of being a superpower and how conversation can lead to a better understanding of each other's individual needs uh, to find common ground. Uh, and, and that's what I think makes Aquaman excel, especially when you consider the fact that while Aquaman is a superhero film, it's... It's much more of just like a an adventure film. You can disconnect it from being a superhero film. It's just an adventure film. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of buzz surrounding, you know, negative test screenings with this sequel in particular that has had a n- like numerous delays at this point in time. I think like three or four 
Um, comment down below. Let me know how many delays this is at. Um, which, by the way, you should take always take these test screening reports of grain of salt. Half the time they're right, half the time they're incorrect. Just look at you know Deadpool two having horrible screen tests and then BVS getting a standing ovation, right? And then a couple weeks ago, David Ayer came out and said they didn't te- screen test BVS just hmm. to name a few by the way but yeah. based off of this trailer if you like the first one this seems on par with what we got to me I, I, I love James one as a filmmaker to me he is a guy that has, has never disappointed me uh, whether it's you know Saw insidious conjuring one and two furious seven i i personally am a big fan of malignant uh dead silence death sentence i'm a i'm a big fan of the guy um mm. he's just he's never disappointed me and based off this i was ready to be disappointed based off the buzz from this yeah. i, I kind of love the trailer to be honest with you despite me knowing this is the end of the DCEU. This is it. This is the end. And yeah. I think it's going to go out with it with a bang. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I like, I like James Wan. Well, I, I think I respect James Wan's work. I like some of his work. A lot of his work's not really my style. I don't, that's not a comment on his work. It's just not my style of movie. You know, like it, a lot of those, it. but, but, but I do think, I think Fury seven's the the best fast and the furious movie. Um, Over Fast Five, even? Uh, I think they're the top. I think seven, five, and one are the best. I, I think I think seven's the best. Um, um, and Saul, I do, I do like Saul. I think that was that was a classic. And I love Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, I would, I love no matter what. And I'm gonna see Aquaman, and I'm gonna enjoy sitting through two hours. It's kind of a similar sentiment that I'm about to get into, but we'll get there in a minute. But uh, I'm gonna enjoy sitting there for two hours watching jason momoa's charisma and speaking of yeah. F- fast and furious i mean jason momoa was he what made fast him. 10 yeah it's he what made it watchable for me i mean he made that score unreasonably high for me for for what i should have given it you know because i i really enjoyed his character it was fun it was it was it was i mean he just he he he's electric when he's on 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 screen and i enjoyed it. so i amber heard i guess is 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 back and 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 in here we saw her um and then manta so i saw that the the rumor that the side there was gonna be a spinoff with the black manta and now yes yeah, with, with yaya abdul mateen the second that was what mm-hmm. the trench like film him. was yeah I, I, to me he's the best one of the best parts of the first movie mm-hmm. um I agree. his story and and everything with with him he he's a terrific actor um so I'm excited. It's unfortunate that that trench movie never got made. It would have been really cool to see a standalone black, black Manta movie, but seeing him be the main villain in this one, I'm, I'm pretty pumped with that. Would they go full cheesemo with the comic <laughs> accurate, uh, uh, head thing that he has wearing the, the, the mask that he's wearing. I, I yeah, cool. I'm, I'm on board, man. I mean, come on. This, I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm going to yeah. see it, and I'm probably going to have saw a little bit of fun with it. The but. first Aquaman on... I saw it bef- 
before its initial release date, I think Amazon did like, if you're an Amazon prime member, you get this, a special sneak preview of Aquaman. I did that. And then I saw it again. The whole thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I saw it again when I was in Wilmington, I went to the IMAX screening with my sister and my wife. We went to go see it and it was again, pretty freaking cool. So it's a good time. Um, I, we also saw the trailer for the wonderful story of Henry sugar. Um, (laughs) okay, there we go. Yeah, we're back. Um, (laughs) This is a new short film um, with a 39 minute runtime because of course it is. It's Wes Anderson. Um, It's about Henry Sugar. A wealthy man decides to take on an extraordinary challenge. He wants to master an extraordinary skill in order to cheat at gambling games. Sure. Uh, It's coming to Netflix on September 27th. I'm shocked. I've never heard of this movie until a week and a half before it comes out. That makes sense. I don't know how Netflix sucks. Uh, (laughs) Um, I love the cast. Ray Fiennes, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ben Kingsley, Dev Patel, a couple usual suspects from uh, from um, um, Wes Anderson's crew. I I'm a Wes Anderson guy. I know uh, you might not be. So uh, are are you excited for this movie? Outside of Royal Tenenbaums and Grand Budapest, I have a confession to make. I am not a Wes Anderson guy. I think most people look at me and they go, you're definitely a Wes Anderson guy. And I, I'm just not. There's something about his style that makes my, my blood boil. I don't, I don't know why or what, but it's just irritating and infuriating <laughs> all at once. And it makes me just, it, it, I, it's a similar response I have to the first two Twilight films where it's like, there are worst movies made than these two movies, but it's how these movies make me feel that I just can't stand. And that is kind of how Wes Anderson makes me feel again. I I really enjoy a Royal Tannenbaums. I think Grand Budapest hotel is wonderful, but everything else I I'm, I'm not really a, a big fan of, to be honest with you. And it, it sucks to say that because so many people love him. So many people are, are big fans of him. And I feel like I'm letting people down by not being a fan of his. But I'm no, not. I, I don't think he's everybody's cup of tea. I think he's a weirdo. I think his movies are weird. I don't I think they're they You got to be kind. I think you got it's kind of a particular person that wants to see him. Um, now, I, I, I really like him. And, and I, I know he's pretentious. And I know. Uh, it can it can be he can kind of get in his own way a little bit. Sometimes he gets a little too Wes Anderson-y, you know, like, I mean, yeah. like he made some movies with some like some flair to him. And now he's like he just dies a little too deep into it to where he's just being wet. He's almost like he's making fun of himself kind of with the movies and how like eccentric they are himself. Yeah. Um, and this this uh, the wonderful story of Henry sugar looks just as weird as the rest of them. And I'm going to be watching day one, but it's 39 minutes. So I can probably just squeeze it in on my lunch break. Um, but but speaking of it, it, you know, I'll go ahead and segue real quick into what we're watching right now, because I, the movie I watched this week, I didn't get a chance to get to the theater this weekend. I actually finally caught up on asteroid city. Have you seen it? 
I haven't seen it yet. I, I've been asked this a bunch. I it, I saw the trailer so many times throughout the spring. Um, and unfortunately, my theater didn't get it. And I didn't get a chance to travel to go see it because no offense to, to Wes Anderson, who is an incredible talent, is, is a very talented filmmaker, just not happened to be my taste. I'm not going to drive to go see his movies. Sure. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, happen, so- happen to fall short of, of seeing it. Yeah, I, I'm a big. I've said it already. I'm a big Wes Anderson guy, so I always want to see his stuff. I I I love a lot of this movie. I mean, I think, like you said, Royal Tenenbaums, Grand Budapest. I also really like Moonrise Kingdom. I really like Isle of Dogs. I know the stop motion stuff might not be for everybody, but the Isle it's of Dogs, Dogs and the Fantastic Mr. Fox. I love. I think they're all so good, so clever. Um, now his most recent one, French Dispatch, before before Asteroid City, I didn't like as much as the rest of them, but I've had a good time in all of his movies. Um, Asteroid City came out on June 23rd this summer, and I'm just now getting to watch it. It's uh, the synopsis is it's following a writer on his world famous fictional play about a grieving father who travels with his tech obsessed family to a small rural asteroid city to complete a junior stargazing event, only to have his worldview disrupted forever. Which tells you nothing. I it's a weird movie. It's about a it's about a play. It, it's a hard to of, even like. Is it a lot of people talking directly into the camera? Sure. <laughs> Obviously. It's um it's it's like a it's it's like a fifties TV special about the making of like in television play and then it goes into the play. It's very odd and and if I'm being honest, this is gonna be embarrassing. I mentioned it a second ago that like in the same vein of just enjoying Jason Momoa's char- charisma for two hours. I can just enjoy Wes Anderson for two hours. I, if I'm being honest, it's embarrassing. I don't quite get it. It's, it's, I will, I saw it this morning. So I, I don't quite, I know there's stuff I don't understand yet. And it's real easy to chalk that up as like incomplete storytelling or just not a good movie. It's, that might be the case, but I, I don't really buy it because Wes Anderson's such a detail oriented person that I just think like, what he put out was intentional and I, and I, I don't know. I, I, I need to give it another watch to give it a fair score, but I will say this. I had a blast watching it. I thought it was hilarious. I, the humor is right up my alley. It's very dry. It's very subtle. Um, I'm just thinking of lines that are making me laugh right now. I love the cast. Um, the, obviously he's got a very unique symmetrical, um, shooting style with, 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 a specific color palette. And this one really, uh, really shows out with his color palette and everything. Uh, but, but a lot, and everyone talks about the, the visuals of Wes Anderson movies. You picture what it looks like and stuff, but his dialogue is very unique too. And very quippy. And, uh, and in my opinion, clever, maybe people think it's just pretentious and lame, but I, I, I just had a great time watching. I think, I think the cast, he, he brings out the best in these act or, I don't know. He just casts his movies perfectly too. I think the the cast he has work whether you like him or not or like his movies or not. The players he puts on his team work for the movie and like he brings out what he wants in all of them, I think. Tom Hanks is in Asteroid City and to be honest with you, I think it's Tom Hanks. It's not a huge role. I think it's one of his best performances in 10 years. I I, I haven't really? been hot on Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean I it's I just love watching him. I thought he was funny. It wasn't even that it was kind of a, like a supporting 
very side character, and I and I think he I thought it was I thought he was great in it. Um, Even better than his turn as Mister Rogers. Um, maybe not. I mean, I I I, I got to rewatch some stuff. I, I I but but I was very impressed with 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 okay. his performance. I, I thought it I thought it was quite good. Um, I love the humor. I love the uniqueness. The performances. Um, so it's hard for me to say because again, I didn't quite understand the, and honestly, that might be kind of part of it. There's even like a little fourth wall breaking in there where he's like, I don't get it. Like the, the actor in the play within the TV special within the movie is like, I don't get the play. And that's kind of like part of the gig. And I kind of, that might be, I sound like an idiot, but I, and I sound like you a don't sheep. Sound like I, an idiot. A, you don't sound like a sheep. You just sound like you enjoyed the movie, but you're not yet able to articulate why, because it's going to require more viewings. And then the more exactly you watch it, it, the more you'll love it. Probably. Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless I decide that it's just an incomplete dumb movie, but regardless of whether of the plot, um, I thought the performances were great. The, the, it was shot in a very Wes Anderson way. And in my opinion, I like that. I think it's beautiful. I think it's, it's not what I want in every movie, but I'm glad they exist. Um, I thought the performance yeah. was great. I thought the jokes were hilarious. Um, and I was, I was invested the entire movie. I probably land somewhere right now on like a 78 ish, just because of the fun I had, but still like not sure about the plot. If I can like work out, what it was what really he wants me to work out. Probably, it can bump up ten points. Yeah, I was about to say it'll probably jump up a little bit. Um, but you know, let us know below. I don't know if you've uh, if you've seen it. If you like Wes Anderson, I uh, I know that's probably a pretty divisive question. <laughs> um, so let us know. Let us know which 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 Wes Anderson movie is best, so Ben can uh, rewatch it and get back on board. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, we're watching Ahsoka. Have you caught up this week? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Oh yeah. So look, I, I'm absolutely loving Ahsoka so far. I, I I've said this to a, a few people already. I don't think I I've mentioned it on the show yet. I might have, but I think the show, if it can stick the landing, it can be up there with some of the best or the best single season of Star Wars TV we've got. Okay. And wow. Episode five, though, really, it really takes the cake. Not only is Dave Filoni, who directed this episode, proving himself to be an incredible visual filmmaker, but also an incredible storyteller whenever he gets behind the camera. Uh, The more I see his work behind the camera, the more I see shades of some of my favorite filmmakers, people like James Cameron, Zack Snyder, where in a single frame, he can capture a whole heck of a lot of story without having to use a lot of exposition to get his point across. Furthermore, this episode manages to be both uh, character driven while also driving the plot forward, which is something a lot of shows fall, fall prey towards. But my my biggest takeaway I had from this episode was honestly Anakin's lesson and the lesson he had for Ahsoka. Um, The lesson of letting go, living in the here and now, and not being worried about what might have been or what might happen. Letting, you know, fear and regret drive you, which is 
things of the dark side, but embracing the past, the good parts and the bad in order to move forward, which is the whole I choose to live moment to make a better future. And Ahsoka has been shutting out those close to her uh, because of what happened to Anakin and, and her seeing what attachment did to him, not realizing that going the complete opposite end of that spectrum isn't the answer either, because that's what led to Anakin's downfall. That's what made him go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and embrace the dark side, which is what you see Ahsoka doing when she shows those flashes of her Sith eyes, right? We see it in the show. Mm-hmm. It's all about balance and healthy attachment. You know, after all, healthy attachment is what saved Anakin with Luke. And then later on with Ray and Ben Solo, you know, doing that act of, of selfless love, doing something that even Anakin himself could not do at the end of Rise of Skywalker, which really brings the entire saga together. Uh, this is a, a really beautiful, poetic piece of Star Wars. And it, it it's Star Wars at its finest. I, I love, love, love this episode. Um, you know, one of my, my one of the things I thought about after watching it was Star Wars The Last Jedi, which I know is a divisive movie uh, amongst a lot of people. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Um, but there are a lot of people who don't like it and don't like it for valid reasons, and I understand those reasons. Um, but the thing about that movie that I think constantly gets misunderstood is that the movie is about let the past die. It's not, it's not what that movie's about. It, it, I feel like people who think that turn off the movie, the last 30 minutes before the last 30 minutes takes place because it is Luke Skywalker facing down the first order with his laser sword doing the most ultimate Jedi act ever completely embracing his past while furthering the future. And that's the, that's the lesson of the last Jedi is not ignoring your past, not letting it die, but acknowledging the past, acknowledging your dark side tendencies, but being able to acknowledge those faults that we have in ourselves, make them better and choose light. Right. That's what it's about. Because at the end of the day, yeah, Anakin is still Darth Vader. He still has those tendencies, right? Or he still did those atrocities. But what did he choose at the end of the day? He chose life. He chose his son. He chose his son's life. He rejected his alter ego. And he chose his son's life. Again, it's that's what stores is about about man that's that good stuff so like yeah i i love this episode i love this show so much it, it's 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 the good stuff i, I love it's it. it's turning out to be really great i mean i i loved four i mean i i liked three a lot and i loved four and now five i don't i i might like it more than four i might like it about seven. four and five have been really really great a lot of the stuff that stood out to me was technical too I, I think, um, you know, you mentioned Dave Filoni behind the camera. I mean, first of all, shout out to Hayden Christensen. I'm looking at him behind you. Uh, they gave him so much better dialogue in this than they did in two and three in the prequels. Uh, 
Because um, I, I mean, personally, Anna, Hayden Christensen's dialogue was 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 one of my least favorite parts of 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 clones and Sith when I when I watched them. And this, I thought, I thought that. I thought the dialogue was written in a way that made him look like he didn't give a good performance in my opinion. And I don't believe that. I think he did give a good performance with what was on the page and this shows in this episode. I thought his performance was great with, with, with what was on the page in this episode. I think the thing is with, with the character of Anakin, especially because a lot of this pre I'm a episode two is probably my least favorite star Wars movie. I still think uh, Hayden Christensen is good in that with what he's given. And episode three is what well, I rate that as like my third favorite Star Wars film. Maybe uh, yeah. I I adore that movie and I think he's terrific in it. Um, but some of the dialogue that he's given, well, across the board, some of the dialogue, a lot of the actors, yeah, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little wooden at times. Um, but this captures that clone wars era anakin that is present in the clone wars animated tv show and hayden christensen absolutely crushed in this episode he was so good and that you you bring up technically like the technical the technical aspect of of this episode that there's a bunch of shots that are amazing. Yeah, I want to but go through a one shot right? uh, of him going into the fog. Oh my god, it was sick with Vader <laughs> him, the light. Yeah. It was sick. I loved it. It was. It was all. I immediately was. I I rewatched it a few times. It was. It was awesome. I mean, the whole that whole era. I mean, the war vibe was very cool. I mean, it it it, it showed kind of. Like within reason, within Star Wars reason, like the grittiness of the war that was shown more than it was in Clone Wars and definitely more than it was in the movies. But like you really got to see and feel like a real war and a battle. And I and I loved it. Notably, no Tamar Morrison, though. They didn't. I guess that was a good idea that they didn't. Um, it probably would have been distracting a little bit. They just it's not. Necessary. They brought his voice back. Yeah, it's his voice. Yeah. Uh, well, they they had the the covers on the the face. Um died whoever was laying on the the uh table but i i thought it was great the the anakin vader walk-off scene i really really loved and i also love the um a lot of good wide angle shots that were awesome mm-hmm. i love the um the conversation they had it really is touching on the gray areas of jedi that better than really any projects done before i think i think that the anakin and ahsoka talking about fighting being a soldier versus being a jedi i loved it i thought it was very well, uh, into nuanced when the jedi started to fall a little bit where their judgment started to cloud because jedi are not soldiers and that is why they failed right that is why one person in palpatine was able to infiltrate the the uh, government of Star Wars and then infiltrate the Jedi and use them to their power to corrupt them from the inside and rot them and make them lose their way. They are not soldiers. And then you see what they do. Like, it's one thing to see in an animated TV show, an animated Ahsoka who you know is like a teenager. It's another thing to see it in live action and then see this 
child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also worth shouting out Ariana Greenblatt. I, I thought the dude, the what? casting and the look of it was perfect. It, she's killing it. Like she's, she's been in, in 54 or uh, not 54, 65, 65, right. With Adam driver. Dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, she was in Barbie. She was in infinity war. She's in this and she is wonderful. She captures the essence and the spirit of young Ahsoka. But then you, you see like, even when it skips forward to the Siege of Mandalore, when Anakin wasn't there, like, she's still a child. And let's put that into perspective. We all saw the last season of, of Clone Wars. I think we all, but like me and you, we saw the last mm-hmm. season of Clone Wars. She took out Darth Maul when she was that age. Let that sink in for a minute. Like, that's pretty crazy to to think about. And it just lets you know, like, yeah, the Jedi are good, but they were losing their way. And now it's a perfect opportunity to correct that because it's it's about health, a healthy balance of having a healthy attachment. And the Jedi were being kind of cold and were you know distant which is what ahsoka was is doing she's trying to distance herself from attachment not only because she thinks it's the way to the dark side because that's what caused anakin to go to the dark side but also because that was the way of the jedi of disassociating yourself not having that full balance uh of of care and love um, and you have to you have to have those things. And I think Dave Filoni beautifully captures it in this episode. Like this episode's wonderful. We could sit here and talk about it for hours if we wanted to and pick it apart. It's again, it's not just the dialogue. It's the the visual filmmaking on display that you could really just this is like a a juicy steak. Yeah, it's giving me it's giving me real high hopes for the the Filoni directed film. Yeah, too. I mean, I'm 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 really excited. I mean, I the action's been great. The lightsaber choreography is almost. I mean, it might be one of the best there's been. I mean, it's got this great mix of like yeah, it's kind of a good mix of like the practical practical original choreography from the original trilogy and the prequel. It's kind of like a mix of the two that that really working for me i mean it, it really cool choreography um a couple other notes i had on it um love every time i see moth but genevieve uh, o'reilly i think she crushes it in the role i mean i know she's not a huge in this in this show yet or right now but i think that casting has been has worked out so well to me um the purgle they they kind of remind me of the avatar space whales <laughs> kind of the um you know, the ones that they connect to. And yeah, they, I don't know why that. Another thing was, um, when speaking of the purgle, the end, the mouth, was that kind of a nod to empire? You know, when they're, they're flying the thing and it shuts around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm loving it though. Uh, I mean, um, only other thing I know when Ahsoka wakes up after they find her, the, um, 
interesting choice going no headband. They they just they went ahead and showed the transition. It looks pretty good. It looks fine. No ears though. Didn't realize that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I I, I liked it. I was a big fan of that. Yeah. Great show. I mean, I'm really enjoying. You got any predictions for next week? You think we'll see Thrawn, or you think we're? I think we probably will see Thrawn and Ezra. Um, I mean, no, we have no, three no. episodes left. We got to we got to see him. No. We got to see him. Uh, I will also say. Um, Jason Sindula. Pretty cool to see that he is pretty high up with the force and then seeing Ahsoka when she is Ahsoka the White interacting with him is really cool. I loved it. I've always wanted to see we I mean it's so like maybe I'm being a little whatever about it. We've seen so many like a girl, girl, guy, girl, guy, boy relationships, mentee or a mentor relationships. I, I really want to see like what a, like a pseudo mother son relationship is like in star Wars outside of, uh, Anakin and his mom and, uh, Ben solo and Leia, because we didn't hate them. See, (laughs) we didn't really get to see them interact. And I, I really, really want to see that because um, a mother's relationship with their son is very, 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 very important. And I want to see Star Wars tackle that. Oh. I'm excited. It's going to be, I mean, it's been great so far and I imagine it's going to get better and better. Yeah. <laughs> but, but did we have... Top five most anticipated movies for the rest of the year, 2023. I'm excited. I'm excited to see some more movies. It's been a great year so far. Hopefully we can finish out strong. Hopefully. I know it's tough with the with the strike. Things are moving. I mean, there's going to be obvious omissions. I mean, Dune. That really blows. That really it's blows. It's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but there's still some good stuff on here. We're going we're gonna to have a lot to talk about. Um. Yeah, let's get into it. You wanna you wanna go first? You want me to go first? Who went first last week? Mm, I don't remember. I'm happy to go first. Though. I don't get need, into it. Um, you go ahead. Number five most anticipated movie of the year. I'm going with Wonka. Um, I'm glad you put it on. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in it. I don't know if it's going to be good. I did. I wasn't a big. On the Johnny Depp one, uh, I mean, the original is one of the best movies ever made. I think. I mean, Gene Wilder is fantastic. I mean, fantastic in it. It's a g- awesome movie. The older I get, and, the more I relate to Willy Wonka. <laughs> um, and to be honest with you, I don't. I mean, I don't hate the trailer or anything, but I don't love the trailer. I don't think the trailer. I wish the trailer was better. That being said, I still have faith in Timothy Chalamet, I think. Um, and I haven't seen Paddington, but I hear Paddington is awesome. I know uh, Paul King and two are phenomenal. They're some fun. people call them like one of the best movies. I mean, it's shocking. Some people say they're just fantastic. And I, I've never seen them. I, I got to watch them. So, I mean, that that's great news that Paul King's attached to it. And he, he worked on those. And I know there's a, a, a juvenile, like trivia, like a, a fun, silly aspect to this movie too that could could maybe play, and hopefully some heart too. But it's got um, Timothy Chalamet in it. Timothy Chalamet is great. Hugh Grant's always fun. 
Dude, uh, him as the, the Lofa. I've already started. Once I've already started. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Keegan Michael Key. A lot of people involved. I I, I think there's going to be a lot of a, a lot to like here. So I, I'm excited about it. And I, when's it come out? It comes out November. December fifteenth. My oh, brother's December birthday. 15th. Um. Okay. Yep. So I'm excited. It'll be a good uh, Christmas time movie to see. Probably a good movie to see with the family. Nice. Yeah. I, I I'm looking for for, I'm looking forward to it too. I have it. Didn't put it on my my top five, but it it, it came very close. Uh, gotcha. My number five is Killers of the Flower Moon. We've already talked about it a little bit. Um, I'm I'm very excited for this movie. Leo and Scorsese never miss. This just looks like another winner, and I I, I firmly believe it is going to be a winner. Um, Apple have already produced. Uh, a best picture winner in coda um right this could oh, love it yeah this could be uh, this could be up there with coda so yeah i'm, I'm very excited for killers of the flower man uh number four for me i'm going with the bike riders i just think this cast looks great i mean i think i mean austin butler's on a roll right now i mean between elvis which he was also in dune which should you know be on the list he looks sick in that I, I don't know exactly what this is gonna look like we're we're all happy he fixed his voice and tom Bro- tom hardy broke his but it i think the movie looks fun i mean i think it looks like a like a uh, awesome i mean i think i think it'll be a lot of fun i think it's something uh, kind of scratch niche that we we haven't had much and uh um kind of a biker cowboy i, I don't know i mean looks fun yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it again. Another one that just missed out on my top ten. It looks like uh, Goodfellas, but bikers. So yeah, I, I, he, he, yeah and he directs. Uh, he direct Mud, I think. Um, yeah, directed Mud. Jeff Nichols, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a great. I need to rewatch that, but I know that's that's considered a pretty uh, underrated movie. I think a lot of people are are yeah. like it a lot. It's a great movie. Um, what do you got for number four? Number four for me is the Iron Claw. This is uh, as as growing up a a WWE uh, wrestling fan, a, a professional wrestling fan. Uh, the Von Erichs are our family that I'm 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 familiar with, and this follows the Von Erich family becoming a dynasty of professional wrestlers who make history. But a series of tragic events test their strengths and spirit. Um, they were they they are a very prominent family especially back in the seventies the and the eighties. Uh, this is an A24 produced film. It stars Jeremy Allen White, Zach Efron, Lily James, uh, Harris Dickerson or Dickinson. Um, I am someone who wrestling's wonderful. I'm a big wrestling fan. I still try my best to keep up with it. Um, I was a really big fan, especially between the eras uh, of 2006 to like 2014 big fan um zach efron is an actor who i think has so much untapped potential he is so talented he's uber talented uh, i i think he is someone who at some point in his career can have an oscar on his mantle i i am a big fan uh, of zach efron i just think he needs the right projects to showcase his talent because he has everything you want for for a leading man, um, 
I'm very much looking forward to this movie because the the story of the Von Erics is one that is made for for film. Um, I'll, I'll jump in because it's my number three as well. So I'll, 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 nice. I'll, we can talk about it together a little bit. Uh, I'm very stoked about it too. I, I'm not, I don't follow WWE and I haven't for some time, but I loved it from like 2001 to 2003, 2004. Um, big RVD and Hardy Boys guy. Um, but I'm not, I've heard of the Von Eric family. I'm not, I, I never watched, I wasn't super familiar with them. Uh, but Zach Efron. I'm a big fan. I I have been known to really, really blow him up. I, I think he is. I think he's, you know, we talked about Donald Glover earlier. I think he's one of the more talented humans alive. I think he he can dance, he can sing, he can act. He's hilarious. Uh, he's obviously handsome. I mean, he he he's he's just he has it all. I, I agree. I think you like could put. I think he could win an Oscar if he wants to. I don't know. I mean, I know lately he hasn't worked as much, but. He, he's been very... T- I mean, I'm a big advocate of uh, The Greatest Showman. I know that's not necessarily the most popular that's movie, great. but I, yeah, love I think it's a really good movie. I'm a musical guy, too, and I uh, I I think he's fantastic in that. Jeremy Allen White with The Bear recently and Shameless. He's awesome, too. I mean, and I'd love to ride this wave of him. I, I, th- I think I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Also, and, or is it surely coming out this year? I know I, we both have it on our list. I... It says I, it's I saw, coming out Dece- December twenty or De- I don't have the release date, but it, yeah, it was, it December twenty second is when it says. But on IMDb, I saw expected December twenty second. But regardless, I'm 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 pumped for it. Yeah, I am too. I think it's gonna be quite amazing. So that's your number four and my number three. So I guess we're gonna go right back to you for number three. Sorry. Right, no, it's fine. Number three for me is Napoleon. Okay. Uh, okay. Listen, it's Ridley Scott reteaming with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, who they did a terrific job together in Gladiator. And I don't know if you saw that trailer, but it looks freaking fantastic. Uh, It follows a look at a military commander's origins and his swift, ruthless climbs to emperor view through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Josephine. Um, it stars Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Vanessa Kirby. I'm pumped for this. I, I am a big, uh, big fan uh, of these kind of films. And this looks to be like, it's going to be a freaking epic to remember. Um, you can never really tell sometimes with Ridley Scott. Sometimes his films are absolutely incredible. Other times they they need a second viewing, in particular with a director's cut, uh, to become great. Like Kingdom of Heaven. The theatrical version, it's fine, but the tra- director's cut is freaking fantastic. Um, uh yeah, I, I'm I'm very very much looking forward to Napoleon. I mean that scene in the trailer where you have the cannonball shooting out the ice that the incoming army doesn't know that they're on. Hmm, no. It it looks it looks freaking brutal and awesome. Uh, speaking of awesome, I number two. The more recent movie, most recent, or excuse me, the soonest to come movie on my list is The Creator. Ooh. I'm very excited for it. it I uh, have it on here. 
you know, stars John David Washington, who I'm a big fan of. I, I've enjoyed him in almost everything he's been in. Um, now, maybe every project hasn't been acclaimed like expected, but but I'm a Tenet guy. I mean, I've Tenet's not the highest that. Nolan movie on me, but I but I do like Tenet, and it was creative and interesting, and I need to rewatch it. I, I I need to rewatch it to have a strong, stronger grasp of it. It's actually more confusing than the Wes Anderson movie, if you can believe that. Um, but Gareth Edwards directs it, did Rogue One, big fan. Um, I'm excited. It looks awesome. It looks like an eclectic, like this, it looks very inspired for from so much sci-fi that we all love. Like the, all the best stuff kind of melting pot into one thing. And, and hopefully it's not derivative. Hopefully it's inspired in its own, in its own project, but um, we'll see. I mean, it comes out on uh, September 29th. So two weeks from now, week and a half. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this one. I I'm glad you put it on your list because it was again very close to making it on mine. <laughs> uh, my next up, what is it? Number two. Your number two. That's right. Uh, the killer. The killer. Mm-hmm, the killer. So I I am a big uh, David Fincher fan. God, why didn't I put the killer on there? That's such a that I'm excited about that too. God, I, for a second, which one do you know? Okay, go ahead, I'm yeah, sorry. I, that I, looks I, like a great movie. Yeah, I, I'm a big David Fincher fan. Man. David Fincher directed my second favorite movie of all time in Fight Club. Um, this follows a solitary, cold, methodical, and unencumbered by uh, scrumps, scrumples or regrets. A killer waits in the shadows, watching his next target. Yet, the longer he waits, the more he thinks he's losing his mind, if not his cool. Uh, Michael Fosbender is in this, so is Tilda Swinton, someone who I think is wonderful. I always think Tilda Swinton's wonderful. Um, the, the reviews coming out of this movie were good, but kind of lukewarm. Like, it's good, but it's not Fincher's best. But, like, this is him reteaming with the writer from Seven. So I, I'm 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 very much looking forward to this. It, the trailer looks great. The way that that trailer is edited feels like a David Fincher edited film, where like it's slowly unraveling by the time you get to the the end of the trailer. I feel like you're gonna feel that way while you watch this movie. It's a Netflix movie, um, so unfortunately, it won't get a theatrical release. I wish it would, um, but I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to this. It's one of my favorite actors who hasn't done a lot in recent years. Um, teaming up with one of my favorite directors. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Me too. I wish I'd put it on my list. I, 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 I guess I, I think it didn't, it didn't end up on one of whatever list I was looking at projecting the rest of the year, or I must've missed it or something, but it, it, it does. Uh, it looks awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fast bender guy. Uh, I wish he, sometimes it seems like he gets, I don't know, unlucky movies in, but I, I, I love them as Magneto. I loved him as Steve Jobs. I loved him in 12 Years a Slave. I mean, he, he can he is capable of putting out a top, top notch performance, which Inglorious Bastards. Um, yeah. My my number one, um we've already talked about it a lot. I won't spend any time on it, but Killers of the Flower Moon. I think it looks awesome to me. I'm I mean I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I love the cast, love the director, love the premise. It, it I won't say anything else about it, but it, it looks fantastic to me. But Ben, what is your number one most anticipated movie for the rest of the year? And tell me why 
is it the wonderful story of Henry Sugar? It's Aquaman <laughs> 2 in the Lost Kingdom. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's Aquaman 2 in the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> no, but for real. It's uh, it's Rebel Moon. All right, Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah it's Zack Snyder. Um, God, I wish this was getting a theatrical release. It sucks that it's not. It just, that trailer blew my freaking mind. Like, so the plot synopsis is when a colony on the edge of the galaxy finds itself threatened by armies of the uh, tyrannical regent uh, Balsarius, they dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them take a stand. Uh, I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. I, I, I love Zack Snyder. He's only made one movie that I have not really liked and even then i thought it was beautifully shot and that is sucker punch i knew it was gonna be sucker punch yeah um but this movie looks freaking phenomenal and the background of this movie is that it was his uh, initial pitch for a star wars movie to lucasfilm that they rejected and this is before it was bought or, or or before twenty or before Lucasfilm was bought by Disney, so this is mm-hmm. way back in like 2011, 2012. Um, and now he's getting his opportunity to do his original content on Netflix, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited. This this trailer looks really cool. It's got a stacked cast with Sophia Vitella. Uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam, Anthony Hopkins, Ray Fisher, uh, Jenna Malone's in this. You, you just you, there, there's a bunch of people in this movie. Jaiman Hansu, you got Carrie Yules, a, a bunch of like Corey Stoll. <laughs> it's just got a, a bunch of actors that um, Zach has, has worked with in the past. And he likes to work with a lot of the same actors. I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. It's unfortunate that I won't get to see it on a big screen. I wish they, they were doing a big release for this. Um, or a big theatrical release for it. But I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be wonderful. That trailer was awesome. Who is that? that they the, the song that they use? Uh, I forget the name of it. It's, it's by Jane's Addiction. Oh yeah, 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 I don't know the name of it either, but I, I remember the the trailer does look good. I, you know, I'm not a big Zack Snyder guy. I, I, you listen no. to our Justice League review. I, it's not my favorite style. That being said, I do love that he's doing a project that he's able to make his own. I mean, that's obviously a hot topic with Zack Snyder, and like he's able to use his mind to create the product he wants, which I'm excited about. The trailer does look pretty cool. The cast looks awesome. It does. It looks original. It looks interesting. I, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be excited to see it. Yeah, man. And that kind of rounds out our, our, our top five, but I, I just want to list here to take a moment, if you don't mind, to list a couple that we didn't mention. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. A Dumb Money. Uh, that's coming out soon. That's mm-hmm. going to be great. I love Paul Dano. I love Paul Dano. That's what's got me most excited about it. Um, I mean, th- that this that story was super interesting and i was i tried to keep up with it when it was going on it was it was fascinating and i i will i will admit i rolled my eyes a little bit with this 
with the rights to it and things like that when that blew up because like, at one point there was like four versions of it about to come out right like yeah. four people wanted to do a mini series a documentary a movie and another movie on it it felt like at some point and it was like it's it i don't know it is but again the people attached to it i trust them that that's a big deal to me if you if you can attach people that i trust and i respect and i enjoy watching their work i think we can make it work yeah i'm I, i'm looking forward to it you got uh next goal wins which is the next one from Taika Waititi. Uh, and it's starring Michael Fassbender, which I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for. It looks like a, it's, it's going to be a return to form for Taika. Um, you got the bike riders, which you mentioned, you got woman of the year, which premiered at TIFF, which is the directorial debut. If I'm not mistaken of Anna Kendrick about the dating game, show where someone accidentally dates a serial killer. <laughs> uh, it looks the, the things coming out about it is that it's terrific. It got picked up for di- distribution by Netflix. So I don't know if it'll come out this year, but I'm a big fan of Anna Kendrick. I wish her nothing but success. Maybe she could be, you know, one of the next uh, emerging female Voices, female directors. Um, any, I know anytime I see her in a movie, I'm always interested. You got Exorcist, a believer, which is coming out in like what a couple weeks. I'm looking so stoked for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked for it, but I'm also scared to death of it at the same time. Um, just and those are just the name of a few of the ones that we didn't mention. We talked about Aquaman a little bit earlier, we talked about Wonka. Um, and I'm sure that there's probably a few that I'm forgetting, but th- those are some of the movies that are coming out this year that, yeah, we might not be getting the huge movie like Dune coming out. And of course you have the Marvels, but that's not really one of my most anticipated movies coming out for the remainder of yeah. three. Um, yeah. Very, very notably left off the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, there's still a lot of good stuff to see. I think uh, we're still going to have a good year to finish out. See some good movies. I think that, uh, it just about does it for us, though. I think it, let us know below what are your most anticipated movies of the year. Are they the same as ours? Are they something different? Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you, Ben, for this time. It's been a lot of fun. Again, this is our new format. Next week, what are we doing? Are we back with a uh, what are we doing? Are we doing a, a deep dive next week? I believe we're doing a deep dive next week. Yeah. Are we? Are we letting them know what we're watching? Or are we going to save that? And... I think we should hold them prisoner to to what we're okay. discussing. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. Um, join us next week. Please let us know. Comment, like, subscribe. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We want to hear your feedback. We want to know how we're doing. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. Ben, thanks for joining me. So long for now.